Oh, a case for higher commissions. Who took my money? Continuing from Fake by Robert T. Kiyosaki, author of the international bestseller Rich Dad Poor Dad. Fake, fake money, fake teachers, fake assets. How lies are making the poor and middle class poorer. This is continuing chapter 15. Who took my money? A case for higher commissions. Listen carefully, the stories are actually very instructive. A case for higher commissions. When Kim and I moved to Phoenix over 20 years ago, we wanted to know who was the number one commercial real estate broker in Phoenix. It did not take us long to find out who it was. Kim and I met with Craig, liked him and his philosophy on investing, and made him an offer we make all great real estate brokers. We would pay him more than the 6% most real estate agents charge. We agreed to pay him 10% plus 10% return on investment of the investment for being a partner. Let me explain why Kim and I do this. Kim and I noticed that many investors ask the broker to work for less. For example, the buyer and seller's brokers come to the table. Just before the buyer and seller's agents come to an agreement, quite often the buyer or seller will ask the brokers to shave their commission, which means work for less. For example, they might ask the broker to work for 3% rather than 6%. Why people do that, I do not know. They must think shaving a broker's commission is smart. Kim and I do not do that. If our broker is the best in town, we weren't. We wanted that person to be a partner. Most people see the world from the... Okay, so look at the cash flow quadrant. Uh, those on column, you can see the diagram here on the video. For those in wisdom, I will explain it to you. Imagine drawing a plus sign, and in the top left of the plus sign, there's an E that stands for employee. On the bottom left of the plus sign, there's an S for self-employed or small business. On the upper right of the, the quadrant is a B for business owner or big business, and the bottom right is I for investor. On the left side, the poor and middle class. On the right side are the rich. Most people see the world from the E and S side, that's employee and self-employed. Most people treat real estate brokers as S-quadrant people, brokers. Being from the B and I side of the quadrant myself, I want partners in the B or I quadrants as well if the person is the best. Kenny is our partner in the B and I quadrants. Craig is our partner in the I quadrant. One day, a friend asked me how I find such great investments. My reply was, I treat agents as partners, not as real estate brokers. Our partners have made us millionaires many times over. We have made millions while most investors attempt to pay their brokers less. Worst advice ever. A few years ago, a friend suggested Kim and I switch accounting firms. Always open to learning more, Kim and I agreed to meet with a name brand national accounting firm. We agreed to allow them to analyze our financial statements. A few weeks later, 
a follow-up meeting was scheduled. Kim and I sat in the room as the head accountant announced, our financial planning expert has flown in from Washington, D.C. to advise you on your portfolio. The expert, dressed like an East Coast preppy with tortoise-rimmed glasses, sat down and said, I have reviewed your portfolio. You are overweight in real estate. I suggest you sell all your real estate and put the money into stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. <laughs> I'm laughing too. Kim and I burst out laughing. We thought he was kidding. Could he not see most of our income came from cash flow from our properties? He was not laughing. He was serious. Later, I asked Tom Wheelwright, a CPA and our personal accountant, did he not see we make millions tax-free from our real estate? Tom nodded his head. Yes, he did. So why did he recommend we sell all our real estate? Tom said, he does not receive a commission from your real estate. What does he earn money from, Kim and I asked. Assets under management. The power of words. As a kid, we used to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. Nothing could be further from the truth. Words are powerful, very powerful. We have all had our feelings hurt by words. We have all felt wonderful because of words. We have all been inspired and discouraged by words. And we have all been deceived, lied to, and misled by words. One reason I left the MBA program was because of words. Many professors did not use the words used in the real world of business. Most used, most used words based on theory, not reality. It was my accounting teacher who sealed the deal. When he was using fake de definitions for the words assets and liabilities, I left. The following are definitions of assets and liabilities taught in schools. Asset, noun, a resource with economic value that an individual, corporation, or county owns or controls. I do not know about you, but that definition was vague and ambiguous, not clear or useful. Liability, noun, a company's legal financial debts or obligations that arise during the course of business operations. This is why so many people and accountants call a person's house, car, and refrigerator assets. Ambiguous definitions allow accountants and people to lie to themselves. That is why so many people say, my house is an asset when it is really a liability. That is why when someone says, my net worth is, I tune out. Net worth is often worthless, worthless, because net worth is based on lies, hopes, dreams, and hallucinations. A person can count their car in net worth, their furniture, clothing, house, even artwork at exaggerated values. That is why Rich Dad repeatedly said, net worth is worth less. Rich Dad lesson, Rich Dad often said, a person with a big house and nice cars is often poorer than a person with nothing. A person with a big house and nice car may look rich and have a high net worth, but they may be less than 30 days away from bankruptcy if they lose their job. 
And that is why Rich Dad often said, your banker wants to see your financial statement, not your report card from school. Your financial statement reflects your financial IQ, how smart you are with money. Rich Dad wanted exact numbers, numbers he could measure and verify. That is why Rich Dad taught his son and me that the two most important words in business are cash and flow. Rich Dad's teachers. As stated earlier, Rich Dad learned business from real teachers. Being only 13 years old when he took over his father's business, his teachers were his bankers, accountants, attorneys, bookkeepers, and others. Since he was only 13 years old, his teachers had to kiss, K-I-S-S, keep it super simple. That is why Rich Dad taught his son and me when we were about 10 years old, assets and liabilities are nouns. You need a verb to know if the noun is an asset or liability. For example, a house is a noun. You do not know if it is an asset or liability until you add the verb flow. If a house is a rental property and putting money in your pocket, the house is an asset. If the house is your home and taking money from your pocket, then it is a liability. And that is why Rich Dad's son and I learned the real definitions of the words assets and liabilities. One, assets put money, cash flow, into your pocket. Two, liabilities take money, cash flow, out of your pocket. Your greatest liability. From the moment you are born, your retirement is your greatest liability. The day when you stop working or unable to work. If you are fortunate to live a long life, life grows more and more expensive. That is why Social Security and Medicare are bankrupt today, just as baby boomers are retiring. Squirrels instinctively know to store nuts for the winter. Humans do not. If a human being is unable to store enough financial support to keep them alive after their working days are over, the winter of their lives and the lives of their families may be like the lives of squirrels who run out of nuts during the winter. A friend of mine was no longer able to care for his mom at home. He found a nursing home that would provide the 24-hour medical attention she required. The home is costing him $9,000 a month. She has been there for six years and is expected to live longer. They did not expect her to live this long. His mother's nursing home cost more per month than he earns. He and his wife are living on income and retirement savings. Who will care for you when you are no longer and you can no longer earn a living. You cannot catch fish in clean water. Earlier in this book, I stated after 1971, money became invisible. Without a real financial education, most people cannot see money. Most people swim blind in dirty water. Without a real financial education, most people do not know the difference between assets and liabilities. This makes it very easy for the ultra-rich who control the central banks, governments, Wall Street, too big to fail banks and our elite schools to become very rich, catching little fish swimming blind in dirty water. Once the fish are trapped, swimming in giant nets of fake money, the ultra-rich sell the little fish fake assets such as savings accounts, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs. For mom and pop, their retirement years are their greatest liability if they live a long knife life. The ultra-rich know this. They sell fake assets to mom and pop 
because fake assets are real assets for the ultra rich. Just watch the cash flowing. Follow the money. To understand the difference between real assets and fake assets, just look again at the flow of money. The quadrant and taxes. When you combine the cash flow quadrant with taxes, the muddy water becomes a little clearer. Tax percentages paid per, paid per quadrant. So again, uh, those of you in Colin, you can see the chart here. In the upper left is E for employees, which is taxed at 40%. The bottom left is S for self-employed or small business, which is taxed at 60%. At the top right is B for business or big business, over 500 employees, they're taxed at 20%. And then investors, if you're a level five investor capitalist, it's taxed at 0% depending on how you do it. It's not always the case. Those who work for money pay the highest percentage in taxes. Those who invest workers' money make the most money and pay the lowest percentage in taxes. The worst financial advice. This is why the advice to go to school, get a job, work hard, save money, buy a house, get out of debt, and invest in a well-diversified portfolio of stocks, bonds, mutual fund, and ETFs could be the primary reason for the lines on the chart below. And the lines on the chart below, call in guys, you can see... There's a median that says no change. You can see the poor going down, the middle class staying right about even, and the rich skyrocketing all the way up to 150% gain or more. It's called the gap. Without real financial education in our schools, the end of the poor and middle class is near. I'll pose some questions. What will happen if the gap grows wider? Is the world headed or is the world heading for a two-class world, a peaceful world of the rich and the poor? Or could the world be heading for another French or Bolshevik revolution, a war between the rich and the poor, the have-nots taking from the haves? Can this gap between rich and poor be narrowed? Could a little financial education change the future of the world? Yes, the gap can be narrowed with a little real financial education, but you have to seek that education for you and your family. Our education system is controlled by the very people who want to keep the water dirty. Question, who controls our education? Answer, in 1903, the ultra-rich, like John D. Rockefeller, played a role in creating the General Education Board. Today, the rich continue to control what subjects are taught in our schools. That is why there is no real financial education in our schools. In conclusion, Rich Dad often said, when your banker tells you your house is an asset, he is not lying. He's just not telling you the truth. What he does not tell you is that your house is the bank's asset not yours. The same could be said of your savings, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, and retirement plans. They are all fake assets because the cash flows to the ultra-rich via compounding fees and expenses. 
All you have to do is follow the money and you will see who the cash is flowing to. As legendary investor John Bogle, founder of Vanguard Fund says, investors put up 100% of the cash, took 100% of the risk and got 33% of the return. And if the mutual fund crashes, the investor loses 100%. If the mutual fund makes money, investors receive 20% of the reward. The owners of the mutual fund receive 80%. Remember, the name of the game is not take care of the investor's money. The name of the game is assets under management. Even if mom and pop lose everything, and even if the fund crashes, burns, and dies, the owners of the fund always win due to fees, fees, and more fees. All it takes is clean water. Warren Buffett said, he said it best, if you've been in the poker game 30 minutes and you don't know who the patsy is, you're the patsy. All it takes is clean water to see, one, who the cash is flowing from, two, who the flat the cash is flowing to. Then you will be able to see real assets and real liabilities. Most importantly, you will know who the real Patsy is. If you want to learn to see cash flowing, take real accounting classes from real accountants. Read Tax-Free Wealth by Rich Dad Advisor Tom Wheelwright, a real accountant. And have fun playing the cash flow game. Of course, he's uh, pushing some of his his own assets, publications. People teaching people. Once you can see cash flowing, you will be better able to see fake money, fake teachers, especially fake financial advisors and brokers, and fake assets. Most importantly, once you can see cash flowing, you will no longer be a fish swimming in dirty water. Your questions, Robert's answers. Question. It seems that most people are distracted from these important issues by television, sports, fake news, etc. So could the next crash be the final wake-up call as to what's really going on? LED, Romania. Answer. Let's hope so. In financial literacy terms, the world has been in a secular bull market for approximately 70 years. That means the markets and economy have been going up since the 1944 Bretton Woods Conference, the year the United States took control of the world economy and the year the dollar became the reserve currency of the world. I suspect that 70-year secular bull market is about to come to an end because America used its financial authority to make the rich richer at the expense of the poor and middle class of the world. This is the grunge that Fuller wrote about, the gross universal cash heist. We may be entering a secular bear market, possibly the collapse of the U.S. dollar and a new global depression. As Rich Dad would say about economic change, the toilet will flush. This is bad news for most people. It can also be great news for those who are aware and prepared for a brave new world of money. Question. Many people believe in giving people fish, free education, free food, free health care. Which answer is right? Michael S. Scotland. Answer. 
Both answers are right. The right answer depends upon the person seeking their answer. A more important question is, what do you think God wants done? Question, do you think the next crash will result in a new totalitarian government in the United States resembling Nazi Germany of the 1930s and 1940s? Lydia J, Lithuania. Answer, yes. The word is fascism, a form of government run by bureaucrats. There is a big difference between business people and bureaucrats. Bureaucrats are fascists who make rules and expect everyone to live by their rules. There are bureaucrats in every walk of life. Don't get me wrong. Rules are important. We need rules. For example, it is best we all drive on the same side of the road and obey speed limits. The problem is that bureaucrats want everyone to live in a world governed by their rules. The problem is most bureaucrats, like most academics, do not live in the real world of money. Most bureaucrats tend to be socialists and communists, not capitalists. Anne Rand wrote about this world in her book, Atlas Shrugged. That book is about a world where the economy is broken. A world where nothing works because bureaucrats now run the world. In response, the last remaining capitalists go into hiding, refusing to be exploited by non-producing bureaucratic parasites. Should I go into some more of this? Well, I definitely need to finish this. Let's see. Let's go. It's chapter 16. It's titled Fishing in Clean Water, Fake News and Transparency. Continuing with fake. Fake money, fake teachers, fake assets, how lies are making the poor and middle class poorer by Robert T. Kiyosaki, published in 2019. This is chapter 16, Fishing in Clean Water, Fake News and Transparency. Here are some headlines that should get you thinking and drive home a few points about what is real and what isn't. Jared Kushner's paid number Okay, Jared Kushner, Kushner paid no federal income tax for years, documents suggest. New York Times, October 13th, 2018. Over the past decade, Jared Kushner's family company has spent billions of dollars buying real estate. His personal stock investments have soared. His net worth has quintupled to almost $324 million. And yet, for several years running, Mr. Kushner, President Trump's son-in-law and a senior White House advisor appears to have paid almost no federal income taxes, according to the confidential financial documents reviewed by the New York Times. The shit's fucking hilarious. Fake news or stupid journalists? I'm going to say it's probably stupid journalists, but let's see. Fake news or stupid journalists, in Warren Buffett's words, the smarter the journalists are, the better off society is. For, to a degree, people read the press to inform themselves, and the better the teacher, the better the student body. Question. 
Are these New York Times writers smart journalists, stupid journalists, or promoters of a fake news story? Answer, we may never know. If you just read the headlines, it sounds like Jared Kushner, husband of President Trump's daughter Ivanka, sounds like another crook, much like his father-in-law, the Donald. Without much financial education, millions of people, especially academic elites like my poor dad, say the rich are crooks. Here are some questions you might want to think about. Is Buffett correct? Do we need smart journalists for a smarter society? Do people read the press to inform themselves? If Buffett is correct, and I believe he is, what are fake news, anti-social social media, journalists, bloggers included, without real financial education doing for our society? How many journalists are like my poor dad, academically bright, well-educated, financially naive individuals who deep down believe the rich are crooks? The answers, we may never know. The New York Times article continues. Kushner's low tax bills are the result of a common tax minimizing maneuver that, year after year, generated millions of dollars in losses for Mr. Kushner, according to the document. But the losses were only on paper. Mr. Kushner and his company did not appear to actually lose any money. The losses were driven by depreciation, a tax benefit that lets real estate investors deduct a portion of the cost of their buildings from their taxable income every year. In 2015, for example, Mr. Kushner took home a $1.7 million in salary and investment gains, but those earnings were swamped by $8.3 million of losses, largely because of significant depreciation that Mr. Kushner and his company took on their real estate, according to the documents reviewed by the Times. Which, by the way, everybody, that's perfectly legal, and that's, what, that's why you're able to offset your taxes. But anyway, more questions to ponder. Are the journalists saying or implying that Jared Kushner is a crook? For the record, they're not. The article clearly states nothing in the documents suggests Mr. Kushner or his company broke the law. How can Mr. Kushner take home $1.7 million in income and his earnings be swamped by $8.3 million in losses? If he lost $8.3 million, why isn't Jared Kushner bankrupt? Is depreciation some mysterious tax loophole used by the nefarious crooked rich? Or is depreciation a legal government tax incentive that can be used by everyone, including the journalists? Depreciation is a legal government tax incentive that can be used by everyone, you, me, and even the journalists. Question. Did Jared take home $1.7 million in income and pay nothing in taxes because he lost $8.3 million via depreciation? Yes. Is that legal? Yes. Do the journalists want people to believe Jared, his family, and the Trumps are crooks? Only you can answer that question. The New York Times article continues. Nothing in the documents suggests Mr. Kushner or his company broke the law. A spokesman for Mr. Kushner's lawyer said that Mr. Mr. Kushner paid all taxes due. In theory, the depreciation provision is supposed to shield real estate developers from having their investments whittled away by wear and tear on their buildings. In practice, though, the allowance often represents a lucrative giveaway to developers like Mr. Trump and Mr. Kushner. Question. Why do the journalists use incendiary words such as lucrative giveaway to developers like Mr. Trump and Mr. Kushner? Answer, this is an example of yellow journalism. Question, what is yellow journalism? Answer, 
Yellow, yellow journalism and the yellow press, according to Wikipedia, are American terms for journalism and associated newspapers that present little or no legitimate, well-researched news, while instead using eye-catching headlines for increased sales. Techniques may include exaggerations of news events, scandal-mongering, or sensationalism. Question. Why don't the journalists teach the tax lessons Tom Wheelwright on your personal advisor teaches? or your personal advisor teaches. Tom teaches that the tax code has only a few pages on how to pay taxes. Most of the thousands of pages of tax code are dedicated to how not to pay taxes legally. And this is true in most Western countries. Answer, in his book, Tax-Free Wealth, and in his classes, Tom teaches people like you and me that a capitalist government needs partners. Point, in a capitalist government, a democracy wants citizens like you and me to be partners, investing in projects the government needs done. Point. A communist government is centralized and most capital projects are run by government bureaucrats. In China, for instance, most of the rich are friends of bureaucrats or princelings, children of bureaucrats. Point. In the United States, a free market economy means that ordinary people and citizen entrepreneurs are encouraged to participate in projects the government wants and needs done via tax incentives. Tax incentives for housing. For example, the government needs entrepreneurs to provide housing. This is why depreciation is a tax incentive for real estate inventors, investors. Tax incentives for jobs. The government also wants people to provide jobs. That is why entrepreneurs in the B quadrant with over 500 employees pay less in taxes. In 2018, Amazon was shopping for a new city to relocate their new headquarters. Many cities would have loved to have thousands of highly paid employees, which is why so many cities offer tax incentives to Amazon. Elon Musk's, Elon Musk's Tesla Motors received over $1 billion in tax incentives to build his factory in Nevada. Tax incentives for high-paid employees. Amazon and Tesla have thousands of well-paid employees. Generally speaking, the more an employee is paid, the more tax revenue is generated. Highly paid employees attract hundreds of small businesses. Small business owners pay higher taxes. That is why local governments offer tax incentives to companies like Amazon and Tesla to move their businesses to cities and states across the United States. Big business attracts small business, which means more jobs. And more jobs mean more housing, more schools, more government service employees, and more taxes to city and state governments. Tax incentives for energy. Civilization cannot grow without energy. If energy became scarce or more expensive, civilization would crumble. Hence, the government also wants entrepreneurs to provide energy. So there are tax incentives for oil and gas exploration. Today, the United States is less dependent upon foreign oil. Tax incentives for food. The government wants you and me to produce food. So there are tax incentives for people to produce food. If people are hungry, riots follow. Incentives, not loopholes. These incentives are not loopholes or mistakes that unscrupulous crooks sneak through, as these journalists want readers to believe. These incentives are intentional, legal, and available for everyone, including the journalists. Again, tax and tax incentives are the engine of capitalism.
who pays taxes? Again, looking at the cash flow quadrant, you get the picture about who pays taxes. So on the left side, left top E, employees, 40%. Bottom left, self-employed or small business, 60%. On the top right, big business in the B quadrant business, 500 employees or more, 20%. And the investors in the bottom right, nearly zero or nearly zero percent in taxes. The rich, like the Trumps and Kushners, prepare their kids for the B and I quadrants. The journalist probably did well in school and learned the skills and mindset for the E or S quadrant. They are either yellow journalists or simply swimming blind in dirty water, financially naive to what is going on in the B and I quadrant. The New York Times article continues. The law assumes that buildings values decline every year when, in reality, they often gain value. Its enormous flexibility allows real estate investors to determine their own tax bill. Question. The tax law allows real estate investors to determine their own tax bills, even pay nothing in taxes? Answer. Yes. And professional real estate investors can take depreciation deductions that homeowners cannot. Question. Why doesn't everyone do this? Answer. Tax is not a subject taught in school. Question. Did you learn about taxes in high school? No. I began learning about money, debt, and taxes working for Rich Dad when I was nine years old. Question, did that give you a financial head start in life? Answer, it did. That is why Kim and I created Cash Flow Game in 1996 and wrote the Rich Dad Poor Dad and founded the Rich Dad Company in 1997. We wanted everyone to have the same financial head start my Rich Dad gave me. Education I passed on to Kim. In 1996, we submitted our cash flow game to Harvard for clinical evaluation. The game was rejected outright and returned. The game box was not even opened. That was a good thing. It was a slap on the face, a wake-up call. When Harvard rejected our game, poo-pooing the idea that people learn via simulations, having fun, and making mistakes, Kim and I realized we were marketing to people like my poor dad, academics with jobs. Failure is the other side of success. Failing to have Harvard evaluate our game was a good thing. We knew who our customer was. We knew it was not universities, schools, or school teachers. People teaching people. Kim and I were now certain who our customer was. In 1997, I wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The book was originally written as a brochure, a simple book a real-life story to explain the importance of financial statements and accounting, and to sell the cash flow game to people who wanted to learn, rather than closed-minded professors who know all the answers. The same year we founded the Rich Dad Company, our mission is to elevate the financial well-being of humanity. To fulfill our mission, we knew we had to bypass an obsolete, expensive, slow, boring, arrogant, out-of-touch-with-reality educational system. Our business plan was simple. Teach what schools do not teach, the subject of money. A subject, a life skill, everyone in the world needs and uses. The Rich Dad Company for Or actually says, a subject, a life skill, everyone in the world uses. Didn't say me, so that was me. The Rich Dad Company focused on building financial education products designed to educate via people teaching people. You need to go to school to be a doctor or lawyer, a tradesman, or a highly paid employee. 
but you do not need to go to school to become a rich entrepreneur or investor. As the cover of Rich Dad Poor Dad states, what the rich teach their kids about money that the poor and middle class do not. What Jared Kushner knows. This next segment of the New York Times article explains what the rich teach their kids, what kids like Jared Kushner know, what the poor and middle class do not. Mr. Kushner's losses, stemming in large part from the depreciation deduction, appear to wipe out his taxable income in most years covered by the documents. He is reporting the losses even though he bought his properties with borrowed funds. In many cases, Mr. Kushner kicked in less than 1% of the purchase price, according to the documents. Even that small amount generally was paid for with loans. Question. Jared Kushner borrowed the 1% he applied to the purchase price of billions of dollars in real estate. Does that mean he purchased billions with nothing? Answer. Yes. It is known as an infinite return, a.k.a. money for nothing. The same lesson I was taught in 1973 in my first real estate seminar. Question, so you don't need money to become rich? Answer, correct, but you do need real financial education and real experience. The moment I understood infinite returns, I never again had to say, I can't afford it. I don't have money. You don't need money to become rich once you understand the power of infinite returns. Infinite returns on information. Free video. Tom Wheelwright and I did a 45-minute presentation at the 2018 New Orleans Investment Conference. The title of our presentation was Infinite ROI, or Return on Information. Um, wow, this is a long link that says you can watch it there. I'm moving on. The New York Times article continues, emphasis added, the result... Mr. Kushner is getting tax-reducing losses for spending someone else's money, which is permitted under the tax code. Depreciation deductions are available in other industries, but they generally don't get to take losses related to spending with borrowed money. As far as the Internal Revenue Service is concerned, the Kushners have been losing money for years. Unlike typical wage earners, the owners of such companies can report losses for tax purposes. When a firm like Kushner Companies reports expenses in excess of its income, the result is a net operating loss. That loss can wipe out any taxes that the company's owner otherwise would owe. Depending on the size of the loss, it can even be used to get refunds for taxes paid in prior years or eliminate tax bills in future years. Question. So debt and taxes make the rich richer? Answer. Yes. But doing so requires a sound financial education, lots of practice, and a team of very, very smart advisors like Tom Wheelwright. Always remember, there are many doors to financial heaven and even more doors to financial hell. The New York Times article continues. If I had to live my life over again, I would have been in the real estate business, said John Blattmacher, a well-known trust and estates lawyer, now a principal at Pioneer Wealth Partners, who reviewed the Kushner documents. It's fantastic. You get tax deductions for things you don't pay for. Question. Even a very smart trust and estate lawyer does not know how the rich use debt and taxes to get richer and richer? Answer. Correct. Very few people do. The New York Times article continues. Last year's tax legislation eliminated that benefit for all industries but one, real estate. Question, 
Is that why you sold all your paper assets, stocks, bonds, and mutual funds and ETFs in 2016? Answer, what do you think? Swimming in clean water. In another article, the New York Times reported that Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump earned $82 million in passive income in 2017, probably tax-free. It is information that makes the rich richer, not money. Information that is not taught in schools. Pictures are often better than words. There's a chart here that you guys can see on column. What I suggest is getting it. This is what students are not taught. In, okay, this is what students are taught in school. Uh, notice where the cash flows from and to. So I'll just explain this. The it shows that their job is putting is going to the expense column as taxes that go to the government. Their so-called assets, which are real fake assets, um, their four hundred one k and the IRA. Um, are going into their expense column once again and out to Wall Street. And their house, which is another fake asset, unless it's used specifically as an asset, but their house payment goes from their liabilities column into their expense column to the bank. So their jobs taxes, their jobs income gets taxed and goes to the government. Their fake assets in the asset column, the 401 and, and IRA, goes from the assets column to their expenses to Wall Street. And their house, which is in the liabilities column, where it should be, uh, the house paid payments to mortgage go into through their expense column and into the banks. This is what dirty water looks like. This is what happens when you say to a child, go to school, get a job, buy a house, get out of debt, invest for the long term. This mantra muddies the water to dirty water. Is the water getting clearer? In Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I wrote about Ray Kroc, founder of McDonald's, asking an MBA class at the University of Texas this question, what business is McDonald's in? A student replied, hamburgers. Kroc's response, no, McDonald's is in the business of real estate. In the movie, The Founder, the idea that McDonald's is in the real estate business is made very clear. Rich Dad is in the real estate business. The Rich Dad Company is also in the business of real estate. As this diagram shows, if the Rich Dad Company earns $1 million, we borrow $4 million. We step up our passive income and we are now able to depreciate $5 million in passive losses. Like Jared Kushner, our passive losses from real estate offsets our income from our business and we pay little to nothing in taxes. Legally. Question. The tax law encourages you to borrow and invest and get richer? Answer, yes. If Kim and I do not borrow and invest in real estate, we pay taxes. Remember, after 1971, the U.S. dollar became debt. If people stop borrowing money, money disappears and the economy crashes. That is why credit card companies offer incentives for cardholders to acquire and use credit cards and essentially borrow money. That is why student loan debt is the biggest asset of the U.S. government. Debt is money. People who recommend living debt-free are actually hurting the economy. Rather than living debt-free, take real estate courses and learn how to use debt and taxes to get richer. Swimming in clean water. This is what clean water looks like. The, this diagram of cash flowing is how the rich fish in clean water. 
With real financial education, the rich know, one, how to use taxes to acquire assets, two, how to use debt to acquire assets, three, how to reinvest gains without paying taxes, four, why it makes sense to save gold and silver, not fake money. Why the rich get richer? And there's the flow. It shows their, in their expense column, the taxes going into their assets column to pay for gold and silver, to be reinvested, and even their debt, their liabilities going into the assets column. Learning how to take all of their expenses and liabilities and turn them into assets. You can't do that here. No matter where Tom, Will, Wright, and I go, every time we show the diagram above, someone will raise his or her hand and say, you can't do that here. We have presented this concept and diagram in the United States or in the United Kingdom, Japan, Russia, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, China, and across the United States. At the end of every presentation and explanation of the diagram, someone would say, you can't do that here. Question, what do you say to the person saying, you can't do that here? Tom and I reply, answer, Tom and I reply, do you have McDonald's here? Without financial education, most people cannot see million dollar opportunities swimming right in front of their eyes. The New York Times article continues. Jared Kushner's low tax bills are the result of a common tax minimizing maneuver that, year after year, generated millions of dollars in losses for Mr. Kushner, according to the documents. But the losses were only on paper. Mr. Kushner and his company did not appear to actually lose any money. The losses were driven by depreciation, a tax benefit that lets real estate investors deduct a portion of the cost of their buildings from their taxable income every year. Tax-free income. Depreciation, also known as phantom income. That, uh, amortization is in the liabilities column. Depreciation is in the expense column. But an appreciation is in the assets column. But the New York Times journalist focused only on the tax advantages of depreciation. Real financial education must include the tax advantages of depreciation, amortization, and appreciation. One, depreciation. Depreciation is a passive loss awarded to professional real estate investors. Depreciation is for wear and tear on your property and components, such as carpets, lighting, and other essentials required to run a real estate investment business. All right, you chumooks. Don't send me nonsense. In my... All right, number two. Amortization. Amortization is the reduction of the loan over time. Amortization, the reduction of the debt on the property, is paid for by the tenant. Amortization gains can be tax-free. One way to get money out of a property is via refinancing, increasing debt as long as the tenant makes the payments. 
the money borrowed in the refinance is tax-free because it is debt. When mom and pop refinance their house, that money is also tax-free because it is debt. The problem is mom and pop are the tenants making the monthly payments. Millions went broke just before 2008 using their home as an ATM, refinancing the appreciation in their home to pay off debt. When the market crashed, their appreciation evaporated and millions owed more on their home than their home was worth. Values on millions of homes have not yet returned to pre-2008 prices. In my neighborhood, homes that sold for four million in 2008 are selling from two to 3.5 million in 2018. After 2008, many private equity funds and hedge funds bought thousands of foreclosed homes at rock bottom prices. In 2018, as home prices rise, these funds are selling those same houses, keeping housing prices suppressed. Three, appreciation. Appreciation is the dream of every homeowner. Millions still believe housing prices always go up. Real estate flippers dream of capital appreciation. The problem with flipping a house is a tax known as capital gains. That is why I prefer to borrow out my appreciation because there are no taxes on debt. Jared Kushner and Donald Trump follow the same formula. Here's a warning. Debt is a loaded gun. A loaded gun can protect you and a loaded gun can kill you. In the coming crash or collapse, debt, especially corporate debt, will kill the financial future of millions of employees. The collapse will damage employees even if they are debt-free because the businesses they work for are loaded with debt and will not be able to pay off their corporate debt. If millions of employees lose their jobs, millions will not be able to afford the home they live in or the car they drive because a home and a car are not real assets. Here's a reminder from history. In 1929, the Dow Jones Industrial Average hit an all-time high of 381. It took 25 years until 1954 for the stock market to once again reach 381. Repeating words from a rich man. Warren Buffett's sound words are worth repeating. The smarter the journalists are, the better off society is. For, to a degree, people read the press to inform themselves. And the better the teacher, the better the student body. Warren Buffett operates on infinite returns. He does not use his own money. That is why he is rich. Return on information. Again, if you want to learn more about the power of interim returns, uh, study more. People will say the rich are crooks. People who hate President Trump will hate him even more because Tom, uh, uh, Kim and I choose not to be political. Arguing is a waste of time and energy. We simply choose to be rich legally, morally, and ethically. Most average investors think ROI stands for return on investment of money. For the rich, ROI stands for return on information, information not found in schools, most books, newspapers, or financial publications. If you want to swim in clean water, you will need clean information.
Your questions, Robert's answers. How do we make it clearer to the question? How do we make it clear to the masses of people that those who are academically smart, but who may know very little or nothing about investing in finance or personal finance, yet write articles about these subjects and are considered experts on finance? Huh? What the fuck? Did I read that quick? How do we make it clearer to the masses of people that those who are academically smart, but who may know very little or nothing about investing or finance or personal finance, yet write articles about those subjects and are considered experts on finance? Okay. Ella M. Spain. I don't know what the hell kind of... Okay. Me neither... Answer, I do not understand the question. Are you asking how many academic elite financial experts do not know what they are talking about? My answer is ask yourself, why is the writer writing the article? Is your article written to one, sell you something, two, educate you, three, warn you, four, make them money, or five, make them sound intelligent? I don't understand any of that shit. Moving on, next question, question. What is the most effective way to reveal to millions of people that tax code is written to provide incentives for investors to do what the government wants investors to do, to lower or eliminate taxes? Seems like a daunting task considering all the distractions. Can it be done? Robert C. Iceland. Answer, doubtful. If everyone knew how and why the rich can earn more and pay less in taxes, there might be a revolution because, unfortunately, few people have had access to real financial education to teach them how to pay less in taxes. Remember, our educational system is designed to teach people to be employees and self-employed, not business owners and investors. Question. The B-quadrant business may have many ways and incentives to reduce their tax liabilities and pay, in some cases, little to nothing in taxes. High-income earners in the S-quadrant do not. This is never talked about in the media when we hear about Congress passing tax laws. Why not? Julia H., USA. Answer. I doubt Grunch, the grand universal cash heist, wants the media or the educational system to know about taxes. I'm glad you want to know and learn about more, more about taxes. Wanting to learn is the first step to learning. I do not recommend teaching people who do not want to learn. As the old saying goes, don't teach pigs to sing. It wastes your time and annoys the pig. Well... I don't think I'm going to have time to go on to the next section, but it, this is from Fake by Robert Kiyosaki. Fake money, fake teachers, fake assets, how lies are making the poor and middle class poor. The next chapter, chapter 17, is called The End of the U.S. Dollar? Question mark. Booms, busts, crashes, and collapse. I'm going to finish reading it, but not online to you guys. It takes I need to read my head right now. Toodaloo.